the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, when some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? What will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Well, beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, you know, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all of this occurs, you, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. And this will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed. Even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, they will put some of you to death. You will be hated, all because of my name. But not a hair on your head shall perish. And by your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. O Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Give us grace to receive your truth in faith and love and strength to follow on the path that you've set before us. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, there are only two more weeks counting this week until the first Sunday of Advent when we enter the season of hope-filled waiting that most people call the holiday season. But for Christians who celebrate Advent, we enjoy a special season of light, of hope, of imagination amidst the growing darkness and cold. We light candles to push against the dark, declaring our faith in Christ's coming light. We sing songs of hope for a better world coming through the grace of God. We join the prophets of old using our hope and light-filled imaginations to describe 
what God dreams for us. The book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible, describes exactly what we are waiting for as a time when God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. A time like that, with, without grief, without suffering and tears, is a time worth looking forward to, isn't it? It's such a, a beautiful image compared to what we so often see in our own time when there are many tears. Tears of parents this week who lost their children to more gun violence. Pain that we see of those who are sick or suffering, suffering violence in their homes or who live in, in places of crime or war. There is the pain of those who feel shame about their choices or their, their pasts. There are people suffering right now because they feel trapped. They don't know where to turn or what to do. And I think we all know what it means to mourn. The prophet Isaiah said, there, there will be a time, however, when no more shall the sound of weeping be heard or the cry of distress. No more shall lives be cut short. No more shall people and animals hurt and destroy. I love how my dear friend David used to describe it. He said, the prophets, they don't describe the world as we read it or see it in the news or, or find it when we look around our neighborhood. The prophets draw on a world that stands over and against our world as a goal, as a guide, as a lure, as an enticement. They draw the world that God intends to assure us that however sad the world we live in now seems to be, that God builds us, moves us, dreams us, hopes us toward a better world. And that is the world for which the disciples were longing. They wanted to know how much longer until the world that God intends would be the world that they wake up to each morning. As they stand with Jesus in the city of Jerusalem under the shadow of this huge, beautiful temple, they marvel at the architectural wonder. They are in awe of these beautiful stones it's so impressive, it's awe-inspiring, and then Jesus reminds them, all these things that you are looking at, all of these things that you are looking at, will not last. They will be thrown down. He reminds them that there is a greater hope and a beauty in the world that he is bringing them. And so they long for that world where their own present sufferings will be thrown down and shall be no more. And so they ask Jesus, how much longer? How much longer do we have to wait? How will we know that that time when all of our dreams is to come true is near? 
You know, by the time that Luke wrote this story down, Christians had already been waiting about 50 years after Jesus' death to see the things that he promised. After Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, things did not improve for his followers. In fact, they got much worse. Many of Jesus' closest friends, his closest followers, were imprisoned and killed because of their commitment to sharing his message and love. Jews and Christians suffered under Roman rule, and a few years after Jesus died, that temple that they were marveling at, it was destroyed, left a pile of rubble, just as Jesus said. Hearing Jesus' words here, it can sound a little bit like he's describing our own time of division and war, of natural disasters and global warming. But what Jesus is describing is every age where people struggle to survive. His message comes to us as we long for a better world than the one that we see around us, where children face hunger and violence in our neighborhood, where mothers and fathers fear, where substance use disorders and hopelessness just wear folk down. And all of our hoping and dreaming for the time when this world gets taken over by the new world, Jesus teaches us not to give up on this world while we wait for the next. He teaches us to live in this world while joining with God to bring to life around us the world that God intends. In June of 1940, Nazi Germany seemed an unstoppable force hell-bent on taking over the entire world. Through violence on Land, air, and sea, Hitler's Germany took over nation after nation, making their way to the doorstep of England at the heart of the British Empire. Germany had occupied France. They had trapped thousands of British troops on an island who narrowly escaped. They, they, they dealt a major blow to the English, and it seemed certain that they would take over the tiny island nation. The Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, had to both prepare his nation for the possibility of a devastating invasion while also building them up, giving them courage and hope. He spoke to his nation in the midst of dark days with darker days still to come. Here's what he said. Even though large tracts of Europe and many old and famous states have fallen or may fall into the grip of the Gestapo and all of the odious apparatus of Nazi rule, we shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end. We shall never surrender. And even if, which I do not for a moment believe, that this island or a large part of it were subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until in God's good time, the new world with all of its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old.
God's new world, one through peace and grace, not military might, will rescue and liberate this one. It will come in God's good time. But in this time, right now, we face struggles and pain, uncertainty and despair, and we must not give up. Our nation will experience change. Our church will go through changes. Our families and our friendships will shift and change. But that is the way of the world. We have a responsibility to remain engaged in this world and to be a source of hope, of determination, and to endure. Jesus says the world will continue as it is, but we are not to give up or surrender our hope. Instead, we are to lean on God's promises. He said, I will give you the words and I will give you the wisdom. We aren't to back down or to run away from a hurting world. Instead, Jesus says, you don't need to get defensive. Become truth tellers. Find hope for today by testifying, by telling your story, which is a story of hope, by telling the story of Jesus' love. Christians are a people of a future hope called to be part of that hope today. The Christian life isn't about unplugging from a hurting world and just waiting for heaven. God came from heaven, after all, into this world and invited us to follow his way in this world. Part of our gift to this world is that we share with others our hope for a better tomorrow and we strive to live in that reality today. As Paul encouraged the Thessalonians Do not grow weary of doing what is right, brothers and sisters. As Churchill said, we shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end. And as people of faith, we know actually that we will go on through the end. We will go on through wars and insurrections, through earthquakes, raging fires, and rising seas. We will go on through injustice and persecutions, we will go on, carried by the waves of God's mercy, strengthened by the power of God's words of hope. We will go on. So do not be terrified about the changes that are taking place in our lives, in our nation, even in our church, even in our own bodies. Because these things must take place, brothers and sisters. Even though communities change and families change and bodies change, still this truth prevails. Not a hair on your head shall perish. The sun of righteousness shall rise again each new morning with healing in its wings. And so we can be courageous as the Christ that we follow and as gentle with one another. 
Endure in hope. Endure in kindness. Endure in patience. Endure in love. And in so doing, you will hold on to your souls. This is the sure promise of which we will soon be singing in Christmas. From the darkest holy night comes first a glimmer. And then the thrill of hope at which a weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. A new, a glorious morn. Amen.